Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to episode 338 of the YLP Podcast. And before we get into today's episode, this week, um, I actually want to talk about something for a second. Um, I know normally, you know, we're starting off all good, gung-ho, guns blazing, good attitude and all that stuff, but... um, Usually when I do something like this, you know it's serious. Um, on Monday, myself and Miss YLP were in Idaho Springs. Um, cashing in, I was cashing in on a birthday uh, gift that uh, Miss YLP had given me, which was a trip to the Hot Springs. And I had been very excited about going to the Hot Springs for the first time ever in my life and being able to see what that's all about. And... Um, it was actually a fantastic uh, time. I really enjoyed myself while I was out there. We swam in this mineral pool, and um, you know we chilled. We had our, you know, um, Miss YLP booked a, you know, a little private uh, mineral hot tub for us to chill out in for an hour, and um, it was absolutely fantastic. I enjoyed every single second of it. Ten out of ten would recommend if you're ever in the West and you go to Hot Springs. Um, enjoyable. Fantastic, really, really good for you, for your body, and your mind, honestly. But, um, so, we were sitting in the trunk of the car, um, in the back of the CRV, having lunch, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and chips, and cracking jokes, and just having fun. We even saw these three girls, um, that were... That we saw in the mineral pool actually try actually sneak into one of the private hot tubs, um, and flex on the gram for a hot minute. So that was also pretty fucking funny, and we uh, pretty much joked about it the entire time. Um, it was a really good day. Um, and then uh, Miss YLP hands me my phone, so I check it for a second. I see, I look at the uh, War Discord and. You know, uh, she's giving me crap for she's giving me a little, just not not too much, but a little bit of uh, just teasing me. You know, like, are you working right now? You know, I'm like, no, just checking messages, nothing too crazy. But I got a text from my mom, from Mama YLP, and I have found out now um, that my grand uncle Pete is officially in hospice. For the past couple of weeks, he has been dealing with liver liver problems. Um, we I don't know I don't know all the details. I've asked my mom. You know they don't really they know as much as I do pretty much in this case. And um, so I saw it, and I start breaking down immediately. And Miss Wild sees me starting to tear up and break down and she's like, you okay? And so I show her the text message and then so she understood the assignment immediately. So I'm pretty much in tears for about 15, 20 minutes. And you know, I just lose it. I lost it. So, I'm not saying it ruined the entire day, and nor do I think it should have, but, you know, c'est la vie, of course, but 
I love my grand uncle Keith. I love him to death. He's, he is literally, and don't tell my other uncles, he was like, he's my favorite uncle. I love that, man. Anytime I saw him when I was a kid and all that stuff, it was always a good time. And there was never a dull moment with him. Just to see him banter with my uh, my, grand, my grandmother, my nani, and just seeing them interact, uh, seeing my cousin Tarita, it got, it got me a chance to see my cousin Tarita um, now and again. And, um, This one stings. Just as much as my dad's passing did. And... It hurts. You know... When I thought, when I saw, when I read the... What happened and with my Uncle Pete. And... All, the first thing I thought about was my dad and my dad's passing and going through that process, which of course was hard. And for the end, of course, if you stuck around with the podcast and you have been for quite some time, A, thank you. And B, you know exactly how that went down. Um, I went, I was, of course, uh, at the time getting prepared to actually meet Miss YLP for the first time, uh, the week after uh, my dad had passed and... So, I thought about my dad, I thought about my auntie Gigi, I thought about my uncle Tony, and, you know, thinking now Uncle Pete. Because usually I think of hospice as the last exit, uh, last toll before exit, and going up to the upper room. I'm going to miss you, Uncle Pete. More than words can describe. And he was a man who loved tennis. Who loved it, who loved just, you know, enjoyed being around us. Looked just like, you know, my pop-pop did. He's the baby brother of three, if I'm not mistaken. So I know this hurts Dorita as much as it does my Nani. But it also, you know, it's painful. And he was good people. He was very good people. And if that's the case, you know... Today's episode, I am dedicating to my Uncle Pete. And I know you're still here with us, but I know that it would be a long road to fight back. I know you're going to fight till you can't kick out of two and, two and nine tenths. I love you. Miss you. You were a good man. Always happy. Always smiling. Uncle Pete, today, this one's for you.
on this week's episode of News of the Week for episode 338 of the YLP Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen of the YLP realm, I am quite upset, pissed off, sad, mad, all that good stuff. I'll explain why in the beginning in today's episode. But this week has been, and I think in the history of almost four years of this podcast, this has been the wildest week in news that we have seen come down the pike ever in the history of this show. Why, you ask? Well, Vince McMahon apparently is being investigated. Yes, he is being investigated. WWE is being investigated for a possible alleged affair. And uh, stemming from an alleged hush pact in the form of a $3 million settlement from Mr. McMahon to an ex-employee. Well, of course, also, as of yesterday, Vince McMahon is actually stepping down as CEO of WWE, but not for good. I've seen y'all comments. It's not for good. I'll explain all of that in this week's episode. Also, Jeff Hardy done did it again. Jeff Hardy suspended without pay by AEW after being arrested for DUI earlier this week. His third DUI in under five years. We'll discuss all the details and my thoughts on that as well. Also, the big one. Just a rumor. We haven't really fully made it official yet, but apparently, according to Raj Geary from Wrestling Inc., and this one better be right, or I trust me when I tell you, I will give Raj Geary hell on Twitter and on this podcast. Apparently, he, he came up with the news and he got the news pulled out from his sources that Sasha Banks has reportedly been released by WWE. We'll talk about all that and I'll give you my thoughts in terms of what I think the situation is going on right now because Raj Geary is putting his neck on the line for this one. And uh, we'll, we'll, trust me, we'll get into all that, all right? We'll get into all the fun stuff. But uh, yeah. Wildest week of news in quite some time in this podcast, and I hope you're ready to strap in because honestly, I am officially putting a trigger warning on this entire episode of the podcast. That means hide your kids, hide your wives, put in your earbuds, turn it down just a little bit because I'm going to get loud because trust me, I got a lot to say about this news. But without further ado, this is episode 338 of the YLP podcast. Let's hit that intro. Let's get it started, and with that being said, let us begin. Buzz Buzz, this is the HBIC, the K. Murphy of Kings of the Rings podcast, and you are listening to Young Lions Perspective, exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. What's going on, guys? Zach from the Wrestling With Issues Podcast here. Welcome to episode 338 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Saturday. And I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are. And 
you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. It is Saturday, June 18th, 2022. It is Father's Day weekend. And I'm feeling good like I should. You know what I mean? Hope you guys had a fantastic week. Hope it was prosperous. Hope it was everything you needed it to be. If not, please do make sure you evaluate over the weekend what you didn't get a chance to do and take care of that and attack it right as you go into the new week, as always. Um, if you have any questions, comments, opinions, or concerns, or anything about today's episode or any of the other 337 episodes of the YLP podcast, do not hesitate to hit me up at an email over at younglinesperspective at gmail.com. You can also hit me up at a voice message over at anchor.fm slash younglinesperspective over on anchor.fm slash radio. AmbiguousPodcastSolutions.com Tell Will I Said What's Goody And everywhere else You listen to podcast um, So like I said earlier In this episode, the beginning of the episode I'm dedicating this episode to my Uncle Pete Who is in hospice right now um, Dealing with liver problems um, Hopefully everything goes well And all that good stuff um, I'm gonna be alright don't worry about me, you know, be okay. Pray for me if you like to, you know, keep me in your thoughts and all that stuff. Um, I never considered, um, and I just didn't say this in the uh, in that segment, um, I never considered not doing an episode of the podcast because of it. Um, I thought about it for maybe a good hour or so, but I told myself I would rather be doing this sitting at the microphone talking to y'all about the world of professional wrestling as we see it at this very moment so there was never a doubt in my mind that i wasn't going to do an episode this week for sure and um thankful that i do have this platform to be able to allow myself to express how i'm feeling and be transparent with y'all as i try my best to do because i feel as a podcaster i feel being transparent um and keeping things open with you guys you know and with certain things um, definitely uh, makes me feel better about doing this show as well as um, just pretty much, you know, giving you, letting you, filling you guys in a little bit into my world and letting you know what's going on with me. So, you know, also, as always, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, night, afternoon, and evening to check out the episode and sticking around with me, even though I am feeling some type of way about today. And speaking of feeling some kind of way, before we get into all the news that's fit for me to talk about with a brand spanking new episode of News of the Week, I'm mad as fuck, okay? And not for what you think it is. You know, we'll get into all that in just a minute. Um, I'm quite mad at the Boston Celtics. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am a Boston Celtics fan. I uh, have been since uh, actually like around... 2008, 2009, around there. Uh, I'm a big Ray Allen guy, so um, when I saw, um, you know, so when Ray Allen went over to Boston and they started doing that thing over there and fighting for championships, um, I was quite happy with uh, what the team, the team Boston is. I respect the history of the, uh, the team itself, but man, oh man, this series may have been one hell of a failure, um, given the fact that Boston was up 2-1 going into game four. And pretty much Boston just decided, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're not going to play no more. And decided to just hand uh, Golden State um, their first championship since 2018. Um, congratulations are in order uh, to the Golden State Warriors. Played a hell of a series. Did exactly what they needed to do. Um, after game three, it was pretty much donezo. From there, games four through six might have been the mo three most abysmal games I've ever watched as a Celtics fan in my uh, fandom. Um, 
in my entire fandom of being a Celtics fan. So, which almost, which pretty much almost fans, uh, will, going the next season will be 15 years. And uh, so I am quite perturbed uh, at the fact that uh, they just choked. They flat out choked. Um, literally was up to one and just handed them uh, game four. Hand, basically handed them game five and then just pretty much couldn't do anything in game six this past Thursday. And um, yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. And that means I get to talk a lot of shit and just let it all out. Um, not on you guys because y- y'all cool. Y'all listen to me. Y'all all right. But um, I'm just going to let it all out today. So um, be warned. Uh, a trigger warning has been in uh, been put in effect uh, for the entirety of this episode. And as I said in the intro, uh, keep your kids away from this one. Uh, hide your wives. Put on some earbuds or be in a room or in the car. Whatever you're listening to this episode of the podcast, wherever you may be. And uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, headphone, war- uh, headphone volume warming is also in effect. And um, from there... We shall go. Let us begin with the news of the week, episode 338, entitled, What the Fuck Didn't Happen This Week? And let us start off with the big news of this week that went down, I believe, on Wednesday. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Oh, man. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I'm just waiting on my uh, laptop to get going because I have a lot of tabs up. I have like nine tabs up right now, but with good reason, okay? Good, 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 good reason. And let me see here. Okay, it just doesn't want to act. Okay, there we go. So let us begin over at Forbes.com. Vince McMahon investigation. WWE's probe of alleged affair threatens Chairman's Throne. Now, I know a lot of people give uh, Alfred Canoe a lot of flack. Um, given the fact that, you know, he does write about some, does say some things on Twitter that uh, do rub people the wrong way. But, hey, when it's news, I will find it any possible way I can and discuss it. So let's get into it. Let's get into it right now. WWE Chairman Vince McMahon is being investigated by a WWE's board of directors stemming from an alleged hush pact in the form of a $3 million sediment from McMahon to an ex-employee. The bombshell report from the Wall Street Journal alleges the 76-year-old McMahon was involved in an affair with a 41-year-old paralegal. The paralegal was reportedly paid a $100,000 increase after the affair begun and before Mr. McMahon gave her like a toy to WWE head of talent relations John Laurinaitis. People power! The employee in question later served as an assistant to Laurinaitis, who many feel could be in a Tom Wabs- Wams Gans role. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Um, as a likely scapegoat. During a year where backstage pro wrestling storylines across both WWE and AEW have trumped the television product in terms of intrigue, the Wall Street Journal broke the biggest news of 2022, the biggest 2022 scandal to date. Allegations of sexual misconduct have taken down one mogul after another during an era of female empowerment, coinciding with the fall of countless male-dominated dynasties. Shane McMahon, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon have all seen their power wane this past year for one reason or another. Suddenly, Vince McMahon is in the crosshairs as fans continue to push the Twitter narrative of Nick Khan's succession-like rise to power at the expense of the McMahon family. Some people were saying some games of Thrones shit. But um, here's let's get into the statement. Quote, the Wall Street Journal has published a report about WWE with allegations that we and our board of directors take seriously, said WWE in an internal memo. 
We are fully cooperating. We are cooperating fully with the independent investigation initiated by our board of directors. The WWE board went on to note that McMahon's relationship with the employee was consensual. The Wall Street Journal report noted that the funds came from Vince McMahon's personal account and WWE Jerry McDevitt added WWE did not pay any monies to the former employee. Surprisingly, WWE stock soared almost 6%, closing at $68.73 amid a recent spring surge. The WWE stock increase coincided with the ongoing Vincent McMahon scandal. It's most likely tied to Ben Swinberg of Morgan Stanley, raising the price target from 60 to 75 the Federal Reserve raising the interest rate, blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, and all that shit. Do, do, do. And for some reason now, my laptop just wants to be absolutely slow today. We go on. Uh, okay, unless it wants to not get its act together. See, this is what happens when I have too many tabs on a Chromebook. My apologies. With this potentially cataclysmic story in its embryonic stages, WWE must at least consider life after Vince McMahon. There has been no clear-cut public succession planned by WWE and the presumed heirs apparent Stephanie McMahon and Triple H have never felt further down the WWE totem pole than in 2022. In fact, Stephanie McMahon's departure comes with curious timing and hindsight. It's possible she saw the storm on the horizon and as the chief branding officer and face of the company, she wanted no part of publicly navigating such a private family matter. How this investigation ends is anybody's guess. What bodes well for Vince McMahon is this is a WWE investigation, and as long as it is determined no WWE funds were used during an alleged hush pack, there is a good chance he lands on his feet yet again. Though this is not the first major scandal to threaten Vince McMahon, and if my freaking laptop wants to act right today... There we go. It's a question, uh, threatened Vince McMahon's unquestioned rule over WWE's empire it comes during a time where cancel culture is alive and insatiable. As a powerful old white male who personifies the establishment, McMahon represents the ideal target for a downfall in 2022. When it comes to scandal, however, history is on Vince's side, and I believe, um, I won't... Let me see here. Yeah. So that's the end of that article there. Let me see if I can get out of the text out of this so I can get into the next article and again my apologies for the uh somewhat delay of the whole entire situation um because like i said i've got too many tabs on my <laughs> on my stuff right now so forgive me um if it takes a little bit of time to actually uh get into it but while that is while i'm getting into the next tab of course um let me at least talk about um what the situation is before we get into um, Vince McMahon stepping uh, down uh, as CEO of the company for the time being. So I actually listened. I actually was on YouTube yesterday. Um, not yesterday. Um, on uh, what was it? What was it on uh, Thursday actually? Before um, I saw the Celtics uh, immediately collapse. Um, I was watching a video from NYC Demon Diva. If you don't uh, follow her on Twitter, uh, Issa um, really honestly like laid this out to perfection um because she's uh, actually a woman who actually works in the corporate uh realm um the way she broke it down was basically like this happened it's not like a, uh an ongoing thing but in terms of the investigation that is about to take place um uh, within wwe vince mcmahon stepping down um Actually, Vince McMahon, you know, dealing with this, you know, this always happens. Um, it does happen from time to time. 
And um, this does uh, bring a lot of uh, interesting uh, components um, to the entire situation of WWE right now, especially now as we're going into the summer months. Um, well, we're technically already, we're already we're about to be in summer pretty much, but like going into um, going into deep into the summer, it's going to be a very very interesting situation um, with this. It really is, and this is not the time. This is honestly the wrong time for WWE to be dealing with something like this. In terms of what Issa had said, um, she basically stated this is. For, for, for the most part, it's a nothing burger. And I and I honestly agree with her. This is a nothing burger. Because of the fact that the main thing, the main thing people have to understand is that she did sign an agreement, or what they like to call a nice little NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. She cannot disclose anything that happened between her and McMahon during the so-called alleged affair. And I'm putting that in air quotes, by the way, so you guys understand where I'm coming from with that. But yes. Vince McMahon, apparently, as the story goes, apparently had an alleged affair with a 41-year-old paralegal. And to ensure that, you know, there wasn't any funny business, uh, moved her over to John Laurinaitis as an assistant, maybe to continue said affair, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, increased her uh, pay by 100%, uh, given the math by me, by uh, my lovely lady, uh, Miss YLP herself. And... Basically, like the way she broke it down, it was just like this may end up more. This will more than likely end up being nothing, and because of the fact that you know, and like I said in the article at, on on the Forbes article, if the money came from Vince McMahon himself and not through WWE itself, then honestly, this investigation is pretty much just uh, flat out you know, theater. This is what it really is, and I mean, I, I saw in the comments earlier. Uh, yesterday, um, before I got my recording on, because as y'all know, I do Friday, I do the show on Friday and get it ready prepared for today. So, or should I say yesterday and get it prepared for today? So, you know, if this actually, if the money came from Vince McMahon, this means nothing. This honestly means jack shit. And what also um, may be saving, uh, be the saving grace is that, you know. What? Why? Why is my computer acting stupid? Why? Just, just, just do the thing I tell you to do. But main thing is that you know, like I said, if it comes back that there is no money, you know, the money didn't come from WWE and it came specifically from Vince McMahon, there's going to be nothing that can be done. WWE will internally investigate it. It will be that. And that will be that. So here's here's the thing that I think is going to be very very rough um, for one person in particular. I think personally, John Laurinaitis may be a fall guy for this. John Laurinaitis may be taking the bullet from it for Vince McMahon. It sucks. It really does suck. But somebody's got to take the fall for it. And if it turns out, you know, it, it is what I think it is. Um. Yeah, Lauren Ice is going to take the fall for it. Because he apparently was involved in some shit, too. He apparently was involved in uh, alleged misconduct as well. As we'll just... Uh, I think this is actually in this article from uh, the AP. But uh, we'll get into it anyway. Let's get into the AP. 
Because uh, we found out earlier, yesterday morning, that Vince McMahon is going to step down during the WWE Misconduct Probe. This is actually from Michelle Chapman. Vince McMahon is stepping down as CEO and chairman of WWE during an investigation into alleged misconduct involving the longtime leader and public face of the organization. McMahon will continue to oversee WWE's creative content during the investigation. World Wrestling Entertainment said Friday and named McMahon's daughter Stephanie as interim CEO and chairwoman. Vince McMahon appeared on his live show uh, SmackDown last night and WWE said on Twitter after it announced the changes in leadership. The Wall Street Journal reported Wednesday that WWE was investigating an alleged $3 million payment from Mr. McMahon to a departing female employee following a consensual, a consensual affair. Quote, I have pledged my com complete cooperation to the investigation by the special committee, and I will do everything possible to support the investigation, McMahon said in a prepared statement on Friday. I have also pledged to accept the findings and outcome of the investigation, whatever they are. The employee... Hired as a paralegal in 2019, has a separation agreement from January that prevents her from discussing her relationship with McMahon or disparaging him, the journal reported. The board's investigation, which started in April, found other older non-disclosure agreements involving claims by former female and WWE employees of misconduct by McMahon and John Laurinaitis, the head of talent relations at WWE. People power! The journal reported. The WWE is also investigating actions by Laurinaitis. Outside of the investigation, WWE said Friday that the company and its special committee will work with an independent third party to perform a comprehensive review of the work environment and the at the organization. Vince McMahon has been the leader and the most recognizable face at WWE for decades. When he purchased the, what was then the World Wrestling Federation from his father in 1982, wrestling matches took place at small venues and appeared on local cable channels. Um, this has really nothing to do with that so blah 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 revenue exceeded last year exceeded one billion dollars for the first time and the company has television deals with fox and nbc universal last month and announced that multi-year expansion of its original programming partnership with a and e wwe stars have become crossover sensations including hulk hogan drain the rock johnson uh stone cold steve austin and john aloysius benford cena 70 man who will take over at least temporarily as the leader of WWE announced last month that she was taking a leave of absence from the, from the most of her responsibilities at the organization. She had been serving as the company's chief brand officer. Her husband, Paul Levesque, who wrestled under the name Triple H, announced in March that he was retiring from wrestling due to a heart condition. Levesque serves as WWE's vice president of strategy and development. Quote, I have committed to doing everything in my power to help the special committee complete his work, including marshalling the cooperation of the entire company to assist in the completion of the investigation and to implement its findings. Uh, she said in a statement, uh, shares of World Wrestling Entertainment Standard Connecticut slid 3% on Friday. So, um, this is why I'm mad. This is why I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off at the fact that y'all, now, well, people that are listening to me, y'all cool. Y'all understand it, y'all get it. Uh, the, for the rest of y'all, goofies, I'm mad at y'all. I'm I'm terribly upset. I am quite perturbed. I am quite perturbed with all y'all. Every single one of y'all. Y'all jumped up fucking early. I saw the comments. I seen them on, on Bleacher Reports IG when they announced this uh, yesterday. Y'all jumped way too fucking early. Y'all were y'all were happier than a pig and shit on a hot day. 
thinking to yourself, Vince McMahon is finally gone. Vince McMahon's leaving the company. Triple H is going to take over. And um, we're finally we're finally going to have Triple H lead the company. He's going to take us to the promised land. The only person that can take us to the promised land is Coach Pat Riley. No black. No. <laughs> if y'all don't get the, trust me, if y'all don't get that joke, y'all don't know Chris. Y'all don't know Chris Rock comedy specials. I'm just saying. But um, y'all jump way too fucking early. I also got a text from a friend of mine who sent me um this. And mind you, and and just a PSA: if you get your news from Facebook, your wrestling news from Facebook, you fucking dumb. I, I I hate to say it because I, I'm I'm cool with my my friend. But uh, you, you goofy for that one. Don't get your news from Facebook and fucking dirt sheet websites. Use people like, in this case, a, a, you know, a Raj Geary, an Andrew Zarian, a Sean Ross Sapp. Um, you know, actual credible people in the industry who do this shit for a fucking living. Not Yaz yes, Sports or Ringside News or whatever the goofy fucking websites you get your fucking news from. Stop it. Fucking stop it. Use credible news sources and wait for more information before you jump on the shit. They, y'all motherfuckers was fucking, y'all was just more than happy. To just see uh, Vince McMahon stepping down as CEO. And that's all y'all fucking saw. Y'all probably didn't even read anything. And this is why I do what I do. I don't do this shit for fun. I mean, I do. We have fun here in the YLP realm. But when it comes down to doing what I do, I got to wait for information to make sure I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because I don't want to look like a fucking goofy Doing this podcast and then y'all coming back to me and saying, you told me that shit and this shit happened. Nah, fam. I ain't going to get caught in no genjitsu. I ain't got time for that shit. Y'all, in, in 2022 today, I believe society is, a, is involved in what I like to call a reactionary nature. You see the headline and you don't even read the article. Y'all just read the article. Y'all just read the headline and y'all run with that. Don't act like I didn't see a fuck y'all's comments out there, y'all. The IWC is goofy as it is. The IWC is already fucked up as it is. But y'all got the fucking nerve to just thinking in your mind. And I'm not saying y'all, all y'all's IQ is the size of a damn soap dish, but sometimes I think that. Okay. And to paraphrase a, a wonderful George Collins quote, there are some people out there, there are half the people out there in this country that are stupid. And then you got to think to yourself that there are half of them that are stupider than that. Y'all jump way too early. Y'all jump unside, offside so damn quick on this one. Flag being thrown. Five yards, repeat, first down. Y'all jump way too fucking early on this. Shut up. He's only going to be stepping down as CEO until the investigation is over. He is still going to be in Gorilla. 
John Gornes is still going to be doing his job. He only did this so that way focus mostly can be on the investigation itself. Y'all kill me with that shit. Stop being reactionary. Because that's going to catch you in some genjutsu that you would only want to fuck with. And that's going to make y'all look stupid. I get texts like this from my friend all the time. And most of the time, I tell my friend, I'm going to wait until more information comes out before I actually give y'all my thoughts. Because again, I don't want to look stupid. It took me a long time to figure out I don't need to be jumping to conclusions, fam. It really did. And especially doing this as a podcaster for almost four years now, I've learned to be very, very patient when infor- when certain information comes out. Okay? I've gotten caught in the Genjutsu before, don't get it twisted. I've been caught up, and I'll take full responsibility for every single time I do it. Don't, don't, I'll let y'all know. I hold myself accountable to a very high standard when it comes to doing what I do. But like I said, like y'all, except y'all people that listen, y'all are cool. I fucks with y'all. We fam. Y'all stay in the YLP realm. Hopefully it's comfortable. Hope y'all, you know, all comfortable and enjoying your stay in the YLP realm as always. But y'all, they, these people kill me, man. They're real. Y'all, some of y'all are really thinking that this is going to be the thing that gets Vince McMahon off the throne. It's not going to happen. Again. If it comes back and shows that Vince McMahon did not use WWE money during this shit, that's it. That's done. We talked about this in the, in the War Discord this week. Okay? And if you want to join the War Discord, get over to uh, our Twitter page, at Attic underscore Wrestle. Click on the link tree. Click on the uh, invitation to join the War Discord. Head over there. Uh, Mr. Uh, King Ricky Rose, they are humble, modest, wonderful Still kind of jealous of the beard. He has a nice beard. I'm not going to lie. He has a very, very nice, nice comfy beard. But he will give you an invite. You click yes on that, and you are now part of the War Discord. We hope you come through. Say hello. Talk to the entire WrestleMania Radio family, as we normally do. And it's a good time over there. So I hope you guys join that as well. It takes you no more than five minutes, honestly, out of your day to join up and be a part of the War Discord as well. So if you want to join that, by all means, please do so. But seriously, seriously, wait for more information to come out, or at least read, be educated on what you are seeing in the news, because not everything, not everything is going to be legit. Ringside news, Facebook dirt sheets, y'all kill me with this shit, man, y'all kill me with this. That's what I'm really mad about. I'm not, I mean... No, now let me let's get one thing straight. If it turns out that this is legit, yeah, Vince is done. Vince is completely done. There's nothing Vince McMahon can do. He has to step down, and he will live in obscurity for the rest of his days. But given the fact that there was an actual gr- agreement signed by the employee herself that states she will not discuss what the relationship with Vince McMahon was, or and do anything in a disparaging nature because that will go against the agreement and WWE. Can, and Vince McMahon can easily sue her for doing so. It's called covering your ass, whether you like it or not. They covered their bases. The NDA pretty much ends all of it. 
The only thing we need to be concerned, the only thing that they need to find out is that whether or not Vince McMahon used WWE money to pay her off. And if it comes back that it didn't, that's it. Ball game. Over. Vince McMahon retains the CEO ship. Stephanie McMahon goes back to uh, spending time with her family. And from there, we will go. Now, what I will say is this. What I will say is this. This is not a good look for Vincent Kennedy McMahon and the WWE as a whole right now. We are literally what? What's today? Eight, uh, about to be the 19th. What's the 18th? We're literally two weeks away from money in the bank and six away from SummerSlam. Okay? We got that time frame? In, the next, in two weeks, we got money in the bank. Two weeks, I believe, from today. We have money in the bank. Four weeks after that, we got SummerSlam. I don't give a fuck about optics. I don't give a fuck about all that shit. I don't even give a fuck about Nick Khan. Fuck Nick Khan. He's trying to pull, and apparently if he's trying to pull some Game of Thrones shit, then, then, shit. Then at that point, WWE is just fucked. Let's keep it real. People. Humble people of the YLP realm. Let me hear yours. Don't jump too early. Don't jump to conclusions. Don't jump off sides. Don't get caught being a goofy. Okay, don't get caught looking stupid out here. This, you see this on the news all the time. I go on my Twitter almost every day and I see stuff and, you know, do I react? Do I look at it and I'm just like, huh, yeah, of course. But then I got to remind myself that, you know, wait for more information to come out before you make an informed decision. That's the way we used to do shit. You were given the facts, you were given all the stuff, and then from there you can make yourself a decision. Now, everybody's just fucking being reactionary to shit. He's only stepping down until the investigation is concluded. Now, once it's done, and if it comes back, Vince McMahon has done no technically technical wrongdoing in the eyes of WWE, then he's going back to being CEO and y'all get to cry like bitches. For the rest of us that are in are being informed, mind you, again, as a podcaster, I can't be reactionary. I can't be reactionary all the time. Now, if I know I'm if I know I'm seeing something, I'll check it out and then I can give my opinion based off that in the moment. But at least I want to make sure I get the information prior to giving my opinion. Because again, if I just go, go off reactionary all day on Twitter, I'm gonna at some point I'm gonna look stupid. And the internet is forever. You feel me? So here's how I see this going down. And again, uh, shout out to uh, NYC Demon Diva uh, for showing love, actually, um, on the tweet I put out, uh, sharing her video and sharing her thoughts on the situation. I appreciate you, Lisa. You're you a real one. And uh, of course, you are a, a favorite of the WrestleMania Radio family. I see that, uh, you know... Um, King Ricky talk to her sometimes, frets, all that stuff. So, you know, we got love for uh, NYC Demon Diva. Uh, and I got love 
for a lot of people, you know. Um, I'm sure JD from NY206 is going to report on, uh, reported on this. I know Solid Monster reported on this. I know the big names definitely reported on this. I trust their judgment. I haven't heard JD from NY206's uh, stuff yet, um, but I'm sure he's got some thought, thoughts on that as well um, that I'll listen to a little bit later on today, hopefully. Maybe this sometime this weekend. I'm not sure. But... Again, if it does come back that there is that Vince McMahon had no wrongdoing, that there's there it is. There it goes. What I will say is this, and let me go let me circle back to that. Um John Laurinaitis is gonna take the fall for this. That's my prediction. It's I, I guarantee I, I mean I talked to some friends on my on my uh, Instagram chats, the people that I know what they work with, and I believe in my heart of hearts, John Laurinaitis is gonna take a fall for this. I have a strange feeling in my gut, and not because I'm hungry, um, even though I did have breakfast this morning. Um, uh, hello, Mr. YLP Jr. Hi, Dad. You, you being a good boy today? Yeah. Are you being a good? Are you being a good dad? Yeah, I'm being good. Just talking about the Vince McMahon stuff. Okay, that's good. Kind of warm outside today, Dad. I need to cool off my fluff. Well, you go ahead and cool off your floof and live your best life. <laughs> and, of course, your your weekly uh, appearance by uh, Mr. YLP Jr. Himself. But, let me just say, let me just end it like, I'll end the segment like this. Um, if it does come back that Vince McMahon did use WWE money to have this $3 million hush pack, which is a uh, million dollars up front, and I believe $2 million over the next five years, uh, which would be four hundred grand per year. I know math. Shut up. Um, <laughs> um, then, w- then Vince McMahon and WWE are going to be in some trouble. Um, from what we know, this was all Vince McMahon's money that was used in this case. And... That's what we. That's what we have to go off of for now. I mean, it, unless unless some bombshell drops. The way I see it, for for most of y'all, and y'all may, y'all can be mad about this all you want, and I don't care. I'm gonna speak how I speak. John Laurinaitis will take the fall for this. John Laurinaitis is not above the throne. He is underneath the throne, about seven pegs deep. Who knows? Um, there will be no changing of the guard. Unfortunately, there is going to be no Triple H becoming the CEO and finally taking us to the promised land like Pat Riley used to do back in the day. Um, they ain't going to be nothing like that. I think with what we see right now, and given the fact that it's an internal investigation and not, I mean, using, it independent, using an independent third party, but still an internal, a true internal investigation, I don't see Vince McMahon going anywhere. As, I mean, y'all could be mad about that. Y'all could be mad about my opinion all the fuck you want. I don't care. I have to give you to you straight. Papa, I love you. Papa, give hugs. Papa, give kiss on top of forehead. But Papa also has to give it to you straight sometimes. Meaning that I got I to gotta tell you how I, how I think it's going to be and what it is. Vincent Kennedy McMahon is not going to be step not will be not be stepping down permanently as CEO. It's not going to happen. Um, it's it's like think about it. Think of the show Bad Men. You know, and Miss YLP and I were talking about talked about this too. We we talked, you know, I thought we talk about this stuff all the time. You know, we have good conversations, and I love her for that. You know, I learned. I, here's the thing too: I learned something from her a lot. 
I mean, she, she, homegirl, she's smart. Like, let's not get that twisted. And I'm not just saying that because I'm her man and whatnot, but I do, like, as a person, she, she's got a good head on her shoulders. And I love her for that, you know? Part of the reason why I'm with her, you know? But I learned something from her a lot. And we were talking and about this whole situation. And, you know, I mean, she understood it from my point, you know? We were, we were just talking it out. And, you know, it was just, that that conversation that really just like kind of sparked you know me talking about this so i mean she she was just she was on the same plane we were pretty much on the same plane with it you know it wasn't you know it's not a good look for wwe right now it's not it's not a good look people we we, we understood that completely it's going to be a situation now again you know this has happened many times before in corporations you know with the whole me too movement that happened a lot of you know ceos and moguls got taken down because of it you know, you know all this stuff. So I mean, yeah, Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> whoo, child, um, whoo, <laughs> yawa. But um, with the way it's going, and I'm, and I'm and I'm siding with Issa on this one. I'm siding with her and saying I don't think nothing's really gonna come out of this. As much as y'all think it's going to. And I'm sure there's a few of y'all out there that will think that. I mean, except y'all that listen to me. Y'all love y'all, y'all love what I bring to the table, so much respect to y'all. But and if we have a difference of opinion, it's perfectly fine. By all means, make your make your voice be known. Send me a voice message. Tell me how you feel about the situation, what you're thinking, what you think the conclusion will be of this case. And um, honestly, I, I would love to have a dialogue. You know, hit me up. You know, slide in my DMs. Let me know what you're thinking. Honestly. I want to create a dialogue. Email me, younglifesperspective at gmail.com. I really would love to know all y'all's thoughts in terms of this situation because this can be a conversation when it needs to be at. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, going back to the Mad Men thing, you know, what CEO wasn't banging the secretary at the time in that case? Feel me? You know? At the end, I mean, it's true. We even found out, you know, Linda and uh, Vince weren't even barely living together and haven't been for quite some time now. You know, come to the territory of being a McMahon. Comes to the territory of being, a, you know, top dog in the company. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But as far as the, what I'm seeing and what I've read so far, don't expect Vince McMahon to step down permanently as CEO. Prepare your mind for that when that day, if that does come. But as, but in terms of the totality of WWE. We're going into the biggest month, at least what I'm saying, at least what I, I am saying, of the entire calendar year for WWE. Money in the Bank on July 2nd, and um, SummerSlam, I believe, on July 30th, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm wrong, let me know. Um, the 30th, I believe. So, um, these next five weeks, well, actually, these next six weeks, um, between now and Money in the Bank, and then now... And um, then in SummerSlam, um, this this is the wrong time for this to be coming out, and it's not that's not any fault of Wall Street Journal. They do their job. They have to do their job. They have a job to do. They have to report the news. So, at the end of the day, Wall Street Journal has a job to do. The independent third party has a job to do. Vince McMahon will be doing his thing. Apparently, he was on SmackDown. Um, I'll check that out in a later time. Because I DVR'd it. Go YouTube TV. Go team. But this is going to be a situation where a lot of people are going to feel some type of way about it. If it doesn't, if it comes back that Vince McMahon is still going to be CEO. 
I, I still think he's going to be a CEO when all is said and done because it's basically usually norm, this is normal routine for corporations, you know, and you know a lot a lot of y'all are going to be upset if it turns out that Vince McMahon retains you know the throne. I get it. I honestly get it, y'all. I mean, CM Punk wasn't wrong. You know, this company won't go anywhere until Vince McMahon is dead. All right, and if it means that we have, to, you know, because he's already he dealt with scandals. He's dealt with scandals since the eighties, fam. The steroid shit, you know, all of it. And that was the big one. That one and the Jimmy Snooker shit. You know, with the alleged murder of uh, his girlfriend. And Vince McMahon somehow got got him out of it. You know? We'll see how this works out. But the way I see it right now, don't get your hopes up in thinking that there's going to be a new CEO of WWE. You know? Keep in mind, the chances of him stepping down completely is very low right now, the way I'm looking at it. You may think differently, that's perfectly fine. You're not hurting my feelings in any way, shape, or form, honestly. But we got to keep in mind, this more than likely will turn out to be pretty much a nothing burger. And then we go right back to where we were. Stephanie will go back to, you know, taking time off to, you know, spend time with her family. Vince McMahon, you know, who was still going to be doing uh, booking, still had a creative no matter what. He will be back in the CEO spot and we'll go back to where we were before. That's the way I see it right now. John Laurinaitis is going to be the fall. Probably going to take the fall for this. And um, it bees what it bees. It is what it is. So that's going to conclude my thoughts on the entire McMahon situation. Honestly, this was this could have been a show all on its own. But I got other news that we need to discuss. Because there was too many damn things that happened in the world of professional wrestling this week. And when we come back, Lord, help me, please. Like... I don't be going to church like that. I pray every once in a while, but I'm going to need God on this one. When we come back, we're going to talk about some bigger news. Just as big. Jeff Hardy. Done did it again. Suspended without pay by AEW after DUI arrest. We'll be talking about that, and I'll be giving you what I think should be done uh, with Jeff Hardy in terms of this. Also, the big rumor. Big, 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 big rumor. Sasha Banks apparently, allegedly, <laughs> was released from the company. I'm going to give you guys my thoughts about that. And as well... Ah, yes. Randall Keith Orton. Of course, as we know, has been injured uh, with a back injury. We thought it was a work. Apparently, it's a shoot. Because... He could possibly be out for the remainder of 2022. And I'll give you my thoughts on that as well as what could happen going forward. All that and more on the other side of episode 338 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned. Be right back. The weather's warming up again, y'all, but your wardrobe is way past its expiration date. 
a post-pandemic fashion faux pas indeed. Now I may not know much about fashion, but what I do know is that everyone always wants to look their best when they step out into the world. That's why it's time you need to check out the revamped YLP store and stock up on some new threads. Like Mr. YLP himself, you know that looking good means you're feeling good. And trust me, you're going to be turning heads with the new Golden Lion Collection just in time for the warmer months ahead. Whether you're looking to dress up or dress down, Mr. YLP has got you covered. Whether it's starting the day with a cup of joe out of your Golden Lion mug, hanging out on the boardwalk in a cozy cotton poly blend hoodie, or simply enjoying a nap in the lion's den with a comfy pillow and fleece blanket, you know that you're doing it the YLP way. So get in your mobile device, laptop, or PC and head over to young-lions-perspective.creator-spring.com right now and get that wardrobe back to being stronger than a pride alliance. That's young-lions-perspective.creator-spring.com. Make sure you tell them Mr. YLP sent you. and gentlemen, we are back with episode 338 of the YLP Podcast. Of course, still talking about the news of the week. Discussing all the news that's fit for me to talk about from this past week. And before we get into more of the news, of course, y'all know it's Pride Month um, going on right now. And we here at WrestleMania Radio, of course, do support the LGBTQIA plus community talk. Love y'all, we support y'all, all that good stuff in between. And this year, we did something completely different. We flipped the script on y'all's asses. Make sure you head over, of course, it's actually a double. Head over to young-lines-perspective.creator-spring.com and get you some new merch. Yeah, I got merch. It's revamped, all that good stuff, all new stuff. But also, we have the Protect Trans Lives uh, garb. That we have out right now, designed by the one and only the Queen Bee themselves, uh, Agent K Murphy. Actually, it's a pretty cool design um, that they have over there. Check all that out. Get you some swag for the sun, but also you can get that. And all of the proceeds will be going to the National Society for Transgender Equality uh, over at transequality.com. You can check all that out over there. Get, get informed and all that good stuff. Um, that will, all our proceeds will go to that um, from this entire month. So if you want to get some swag from up from that, you can choose to do so. Or if you want to check out the entire uh, new slew of new stuff I got over at my YLP store, you can also do that as well. I got crop top hoodies for the ladies. I got uh, drinkware. I got tapestry still. I got all that stuff over there. I got slides for the summer. And they're clean as hell. And I'm planning on getting some of my uh, stuff from my new gear for uh, the office. I'm actually revamping the office as we speak. Uh, painted it a new color. I'm going to be getting, hopefully, you know, I got ideas for the office. But one thing I, do, I will be getting is the Young Lions Perspective Tapestry flag that I will put on my on the one wall that I took out um, a whiteboard from. 
It's going to look clean. Get yourself right for the summer. Get you some new gear. Get you some tumblers, your wine tumblers, your pints for your beers, all that good stuff in between. Again, that is young-lions-perspective.creator-spring.com. Check out the Protect Trans Lives um, swag over there. I believe it's in a muscle tee. I believe it's in a tank top. And I also believe it's in a regular t-shirt. I believe as well as a hoodie. Um, and again, all the proceeds will be going to the National Society for Transgender Equality over there. So get yourself some new swag and support today. All right. But for real, the, the revamp store is fucking lit. I'm not even going to front. It is fire. I got new, I got joggers. Oh, man, I cannot wait to cop some joggers once it starts getting colder uh, this summer. It's, it looks, I mean, all the new stuff is clean. It looks good. Curated by yours truly. So, you know, it's 100 percent swaggy and of course for the lion or lioness in your life was out uh make sure you head over there check out that um check out all the stuff head over to transequality.com uh org i'm sorry actually dot org and uh check that out check all that out as well and uh yeah let's do it right get your swag get it right and uh we shall continue on from there let us get back into the news and this one in particular pissed me off more than anything, Jeffrey Nero Hardy. Suspended without pay by AEW after DUI arrest. This is actually from the New York Post. I actually got this from. I'm expanding my horizons in terms of finding news. And um, every once and again, I get some good news uh, from uh, the New York Post. Um, so let's see what Ryan Glashpiegel has to say about all of this. Jeff Hardy has been suspended from all elite wrestling after his alleged third impaired driving offense in under five years. AEW founder Tony Khan announced the news on Twitter yesterday saying, quote, We were able to resume contact with Jeff Hardy this afternoon. AEW does not condone Jeff's behavior. We've made it clear to Jeff that we'll assist him in getting treatment for substance abuse issues, which he has indicated that he's open to receiving. In the interim, he is suspended without pay and he can only return to AEW upon successfully completing treatment and maintaining his sobriety. End quote. The 44-year-old Hardy was released from WWE this past December after bizarrely exiting a match to the crowd during an untelevised house show. The company offered to send him to rehab and severed his contract when he declined. The 12-time tag team champion was arrested earlier this week and charged with DUI, alcohol-slash-drugs, third offense within 10 years, and driving with a suspended or revoked license. Florida Highway Patrol reported receiving four calls that Hardy was driving erratically in his white Dodge Charger. He allegedly registered a blood alcohol content of 2.294 and 0.291, both of which are more than the legal limit of 0.08. Police reported that Hardy was in a stupor when he was pulled over. Previously, Hardy was arrested for DWI in 2019 and driving while impaired in 2018. Hardy's brother and longtime tag team partner Matt Hardy tweeted about being disheartened about the circumstances on Tuesday morning, saying, quote, It was disheartening to hear about the news about my brother yesterday. Recovery is in a linear process and I'll continue doing whatever I can to help my brother be healthy. Being healthy and well is the most important thing for Jeff and his, his wife, his children, and our family at this time. End quote. <sighs> the fuck, dude? Now, 
going back to what happened um, in December with WWE and that house show, at the time when I had discussed this, and I believe I remember discussing this um, back last year when it went down, um, I stated that I didn't think at the time he was on any drugs or anything of that matter. And um, what I thought he was doing was going into business for himself so he can get out of the company. So he can join his brother Matt over at AEW. That's the conclusion I came to um, at the time. And it seemed like he was on the right road back to where he was. He, he debuted in AEW to a wonderful to wonderful fanfare. Unlike Will Ospreay, you bums. Pissed me off with that. But, um... This is worse than Jimmy Uso. This is bad. Third DUI offense in under five years. Not a good look for one Jeffrey Hardy. Now, as far as I know, from what I've read, it's a felony in the state of... Um, what, what In this case, it's a felony in the state of Florida. And I know... And now... And here's the funny thing. Tammy uh, Lynn Sitch um, is also dealing with a, I believe, misdemeanor... Um, situation with uh, driving while impaired and I scolded her then and I will be scolding her in later today's episode because there's news on Tammy Sitch and we'll discuss that when we get to the uh, main event segment of today's episode right now we are in the meet card section uh, for those of you who know your uh, match cards but um, this pisses me off to no end it upsets me to no end to have to report this news I hate Nothing more than reporting this kind of news. I would love nothing more than to just talk about happy news and all this good stuff and, you know, all that. And, um, I hate talking about reports like this. I really do. Especially when it comes to Jeff Hardy, because I know there's a lot of people out there uh, that are fans of Jeff Hardy, um, that are fans of the Hardy Boys and... You know, this really put a monkey wrench in a lot of shit for the Hardy Boys. Because uh, they were supposed to be involved in two very big matches um, going into, I guess, uh, this week. Um, the Hardys were supposed to be uh, vying for the tag AEW World Tag Team Championships in a ladder match um, against uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, uh, Jurassic Express, and the Young Bucks. Um, we did still have that match. Uh, without the Hardys, and uh, congratulations to Young Bucks for becoming the first ever two-time AEW World Tag Team Champions. Congratulations are in order. Christian Cage, um, of course, turning essentially turning on Jungle Boy, so there's going to be a little few there uh, going forward. I think it was the right call, I, although personally I would have loved to see Ricky Starks and uh, Powerhouse Hobbs hold Tag Team Gold and start to have a little bit of a feud with the Elite, because I think that would have brought them up to another level. And I would have appreciated it, but hey, I, uh, beggars can't be choosers, and I don't book the show, so there you go. As far as Jeffrey goes, this is terrible timing. This, this, the timing with AEW, all the shit that's been happening with AEW and WWE as of late has just worried me um, going into the summer. Because usually, um, in terms of my hype for AEW, my hype for AEW is usually now we're on the road to All Out since we've now, now I've finished up Double or Nothing. Um, and now we've got Forbidden Door coming up. We've got Blood and Guts coming three days after that. We just had Road Rager that happened uh, this past Wednesday. 
and uh, I'm assuming, and I'm, I could be wrong, of course, um, fight, Fighter Fest, and then possibly Fight for the Fallen going down uh, sometime uh, within the summer. I don't know if they're still going to be doing that or not. We'll see. And then that will kind of get us towards All Out on Labor Day week. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm. On Labor Day weekend. Let me take a sip of water. My apologies. <sighs> Drink your water, kids. It's good for you. Papa said so. But... Third DUI offense in five years. That's not good. Not good at all. And... A friend of mine, who's a big Jeff Hardy fan, had asked me, you know, what my thoughts are going to be, what he, I think the punishment should be for Jeff Hardy going forward. And I'm going to provide those thoughts with you guys today. And I know she'll be listening tomorrow, so um, this is how it's going to go. As much as I would want Jeffrey Hardy to just go to rehab and get the, the treatment that he needs. And he will get it. He does deserve that. He will be getting that. Um, which then goes into prison time. And... Now, mind you, let's look at the charges again. DUI, alcohol slash drugs, third offense within 10 years. Not good. Driving with a suspended or revoked license. Also, not good. I know people that were, they were talking about the... Um, You know, who gave him the rental car, you know, and, and the blame goes on to the people that were there too. You know, that, you know, I don't know if, I don't think Matt was there. Um, I'm sure friends were there though. And I'm sure they knew about his uh, situation because uh, I was reading and this is other, another article that was related to this. Um, he was drinking him some fireball, which A, was a huge mistake on his part because fireball is fucking disgusting. Um, but there should be no absolute fucking reason. Especially when you know, and you said this yourself, Jeff, this was your last chance in wrestling. This was your last fucking chance in wrestling. You came and debuted for AEW to a raucous crowd. Starting a few with the Young Bucks. Had a nice match with the Young Bucks at Double or Nothing. Looking to vie for the World Tag Team Championships. This past Wednesday. And you fucked it up. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in terms of this case. I know that the, uh, they moved the court date to July 5th um, for reasons I don't know and I've tried to look it up and I couldn't find personally but at this point in the game when you've had your third DUI offense in five years the question then goes to does he deserve a jail sentence Driving with a suspended and or revoked license. Probably from the one in 2019. Does he deserve to be sentenced to prison? 
Part of me says yes. Because, I mean, you're driving erratically on the road. Four calls. Four people saw you driving erratically and called the police. Took two different tests and you were literally more than triple the legal limit. Damn near four times the legal limit. And wasn't a stupor when you were pulled over. I'm way past disheartened, Matt. I'm pissed off. Not because of the fact that he did not because of the fact that he did it, but because he didn't need to. Again, we go back to what Jeffrey Hardy said. This is my last chance in wrestling. Now, you're suspended without pay from AEW. You will be receiving treatment. Won't be able to come back until they believe you're sufficient enough to come back. And God knows how long that's going to take. Part of me says jail. Part of me says it. Because let me see if I can look this up real quick. And because uh, we did this last time with Sonny, so we might as well do it with Jeff. If I can actually spell today, Jesus. Slash drugs. Third offense. Thing. Ten years. Florida sentencing. Mind you, I'm actually doing this in, as as I'm recording, so this is this is how you know it's real. Because this this is a situation where, you know, this can turn out to be this can turn out bad for Hardy. <laughs> now, I know his prior two. I don't think that we're in Florida. Um, as far as it goes, but from what I'm seeing here, I believe I'm not sure if this is. I mean, they they stated this is they're considered they calling this a DUI alcohol slash drugs third time in 10 years so we gotta go off of what they actually put um, in terms of DUI now looking at I'm going to DUIprocess.com right now ladies and gentlemen um, excuse me and um, so I'm, go I'm, I'm basically gonna base it off of what Florida law states like we did the, as we did the last time excuse me as we did the last time um, we will go like we, we would follow the, the, the law of the state and we will go from there. Now, DUIprocess.com states, and I quote, uh, in terms of penalties, a third offense is classified as a misdemeanor offense uh, most of the time. It can be elevated to a felony offense if you cause property damage or injury to another person. Um, as far as we know, there were no, there wasn't uh, property damage or injury, but from what I saw, it was a felon. They considered it a felony. Um, if the third offense occurred within 10 years of a previous offense, which it is, there is a mandatory minimum jail sentence of 30 days. The jail term may be decreased if probation is granted. If probation is granted, the offender's vehicle will be impounded for 90 days at the owner's expense. The fine amount will range from 2000 and 5000 depending on your BAC level, in which case you were at least three times over the limit. So I'm going to lean towards the possible five grand range. 
and whether or not a minor was in the vehicle, which there was not as far as we know, plus whether or not the offense occurred within the 10-year look-back period, which it did. Attendance in a state-approved DUI school program is required. Now, administrative penalties in terms of this case. A third offense refusal to submit to a chemical test, which he um, actually did not refuse. He took two of them things. Um, result in it. Now, this is for the rest of y'all out there. If you're in Florida, a third offense refusal to submit to a chemical test will result in an 18-month revocation of your driver's license. An ignition interlock will be required upon Ian's reinstatement for at least two years for all third offenders. Your license will be revoked for 10 years following a third offense that occurs within a 10-year look-back period. You may be eligible for a hardship license after serving two years of the revocation period. A third offense with no more than one previous offense within the last past five years will result in a revocation of your license for five years. The court may grant you a hardship license during the suspension period. An SR-22 form filing will be required for a period of three years beyond license reinstatement period. And you can file for that below and actually save 48% on your SR-22. So, let's, let's go back. Let's... Let's go back to it. So, as far as we know, and from what I personally read, I could be wrong, but this has been elevated to a felony offense. Um, mandatory minimum jail sentence of 30 days. Mandatory. Now, it may be now if he gets probation, which I'm sure, which I'm sure Jeffrey would love to have. Um, no car impounded car for 90 for three months he'll probably be leaning towards the five grand uh fine uh depending on his bac level which was high as balls um there was no minor in the vehicle so we're good on that um but occurred but it, it occurred during the 10-year look back period uh so um the way i'm leaning towards is that he's going to jail unless unless the judge unless the jail term actually gets decreed unless it gets unless he gets probation he's going to jail for 30 days. Mandatory. Jail sentence of 30 days. And he has to go to approved DUI school program as well. There, I mean, I mean, we can, we can blame, you know, the people who had the rental car. We can blame the people who... You know, we're there, but the person we need to place blame on is no one other. And I said this about Tammy since as well. No blame should be placed on no one other than Jeffrey Hardy for what he did. And it pains me to say this. It fucking pains me to say this shit. It does. Because I am a fan of Jeff Hardy. I'm a fan. I've been a fan of the Hardy Boys since the first long as I can remember. So I do have a soft spot for Jeff Hardy. But you can't be continuing to do this shit. You can't. Because now you're possibly looking at a 30-day jail sentence. Five grand. Fine. Approved DUI school program. Mandatory. This was on you, Jeff. I hate being like this. I feel like a disappointed father right now. Actually, more of a disappointed uncle because I got two nieces and a nephew. Irrelevant. I digress. Depends on the judge, too. Judge may be lenient and give you probation. 
But this is the third time in five years you've done this shit. DWI 2018, DUI 2019. And here we are in 2022. Not only, not only did you do this shit, you cost yourself a chance of being in a World Tag Team title match on AEW Dynamite. And you're not going to be showing up at Triple Mania. You're doing this to yourself, Jeff. I don't like talking in this tone. I don't. It strains my throat. Pause. Don't get y'all. Don't, don't try to start no me-me-me-me's. I ain't got no time for y'all for that. Go to hell. Um, but seriously, I'm upset. I'm pissed. I'm really pissed. And if I'm your brother, I'm pissed too. He can say this hurting all the fuck he wants. I know he's pissed off. And I get it. Rehab, rehabbing yourself from alcohol is a very, very daunting task. Don't get it twisted. One of my best friends got a DUI many moons ago. I tried to stop him from driving home. I did that. Me and one of my good, one of our good friends. We were drinking at um at the at my house. We were you know chilling, having a good time, relaxing, and then um you know he decided he needed to go. I'm just like, no, dude, sleep it off here. You'll be fine. You'll be fine in the morning. You're good. You know, stay here. You you know, like my mom will not trip. She loves you. You're like her second son. You're fine, dude. He refused. He refused. We tried our, I tried my hardest. I was damn near going to climb in the car to ensure he didn't drive home. To this day, I feel some type of guilt. I tried my best to stop my friend from driving drunk. Now, mind you, he wasn't far from home. He's not even a, a 10, like at the time, you know, we were both of them in Jersey. Um, he was not even like a 10 minute drive from me. Like I could literally walk to his house. That's how, that's how close we were in distance. But he got behind the wheel anyway. Crashed into a stop sign. Got into an accident. Self, of his own, own accord. He had to deal with that. A lot of money. A lot of money. We don't talk about it. But we, got, but we understand it. We understand what happened. But this is not a good look for Jeff. And if, if if and I have a strange feeling that Florida will not grant him probation. Part of me, I mean, honestly, the what from the law from the law that is stated in Florida, from the law that is stated in Florida, mandatory thirty day sentence. I have a, I have a strange feeling they're going to give him that thirty day jail sentence. Given the fact that he was over three times the limit. Given the fact that he was driving erratically. And given the fact he drank fireball. Okay. Okay. That's petty. That's petty. I understand. I get that. But honestly, the way I see it right now, I think jail, I think a jail sentence might wake his ass up. I said the same thing about Tammy Sitch when when you know her situation popped off. I said her. Jail may be the best course of action right now. And keep her there for as long as you possibly can, because she's all because she's also got shit in Jersey too. By the way, 
So she got to deal with that as well. Mind you, that's my home, mind you, that's my home state for Casey, y'all, who are new uh, to the YLP podcast. First and foremost, welcome. Second and foremost, yes, I am a Jersey boy. Jersey. Deal with it. But this is not a good look. This is not a good look. I have a strange feeling Jeff is going to be dealing with a 30-day mandatory sentence. That means he misses Forbidden Door. That means he misses Blood and Guts. That means he may miss Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen. And then he's got to do rehab on top of that. Also, on the same thing, he's got to do, now he has to do a state-approved DUI school program. I don't like being the one to say this, but I think a 30-day jail sentence may do a fucking bit of good for Jeff Hardy. And I'm sure, I'm sure some of y'all will probably be like, no, you don't need to go to jail, don't you need to be what the fuck? It bees what it bees. It is what it is. We wouldn't be, I wouldn't be talking about this shit right the fuck now if Jeff didn't do this shit on his own fucking accord. I apologize for getting loud, but this is how I feel. Jeff, we love you. We fucks with you, bruv. But you can't be acting in this sort of fucking behavior, man. You cost your, you cost your team a chance to vibe for the tag titles. You cost yourself a chance to be in a AAA Oz show. Their biggest show of the fucking year. If not one of. You did that. You did that. You decided to have those drinks. You decided to get behind the fucking wheel. I don't like talking like this. Because I sound like my mom's. And I'm sure Daryl will definitely agree with me on that right the fuck now. Shout out to Daryl, by the way. Also, shout out to my people's Jermaine, Kavita. You know, my, uh, Wade. Big Wade. Shout out to Wade Ilson real quick. King Ilson. Shout out to King Ilson as well. One time for the folk. But seriously, I don't like talking like this. I don't like having to talk in this tone about some shit that doesn't need to be happening. Because it costs you dearly. And if jail is, the, is, the, is what they're going to give to him, so be it. But keep in mind, Jeff Hardy did this to himself. Don't blame any, there's no, you can blame the people who gave him the rental car or whoever and all this shit. But at the end of the day, this is on Jeffrey Nero Hardy. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Because we got more news to talk about. And I don't want to be running over time today. Anywho, let us get into some more news. Now, this one threw me through a loop for a little bit. Considering the fact of what's been going on um, with Miss uh, Miss Sasha Banks, and uh, of course, uh, oh, apparently I was getting a phone call during this recording. Anywho, uh, I'm sorry uh, to whoever whomever called me. Uh, my apologies. I will call back at, at when I finish the segment. Um, let us get over to Fansided.com. Sasha Banks shockingly released stunning wrestling world. <coughs> Excuse me, from Byron Smith. Almost exactly one month after walking out of a Monday Night Raw taping, Sasha Banks has reportedly been released by the WWE. According to Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc., Sasha Banks has been released from the company. This release just comes one day shy of a month since she and her tag team partner Naomi walked out of a WWE Monday Night Raw program taping in May in protest of poor booking decisions. This news was initially disputed 
by Sean Ross Sapp, a Fightful, who claims to have spoken with two WWE talent relations this afternoon. Um, at the time, this was actually, yeah, this is actually from yesterday. Do-do-do. When Gary first gave him the source and information he had. Talent relations reportedly told Sapp that they had no information on this. However, Sapp concludes his tweet by giving Geary credibility, saying he has good sources. Notably, Raj Geary was the first, one of the first to report on CM Punk's impending debut in 20, September of 2021. Sasha Banks may have just become the hottest free agent in wrestling history. Sasha Banks has been a part, a huge part of WWE's move towards a more competitive, more modern, and progressive women's roster. Her matches with Bailey in NXT, as well as her main roster feuds with Charlotte and Becky Lynch, capped off what WWE called the Women's Revolution. Banks was not satisfied with just that achievement, however, and would continue to put the women's division on her back through the last five years, even becoming the first black woman to main event of WrestleMania alongside Bianca Belair. Outside of the ring, Banks had become to make herself into more of a star with the recurring appearances in the Disney Plus original series The Mandalorian. Banks has implied many times that she has interest in Hollywood and may choose to stay out of the ring, moving forward to pursue her interest on the big screen. Now, this is where Raj Geary and I differ. From what we know, and from what I uh, did my I did my research, as I normally do during the week, and apparently, as far as we know, she's still on. She's still listed. As a member of the WWE roster. Okay? She's still listed over at WWE.com as a member of the WWE roster. And so when I so my that's that peaked my that peaked my my time uh, on my tinglys. My spider sense has started kicking in I, to uh to go from there. Shut up. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on WWE.com says superstars right now. She's still on the banner. Um, do do. <laughs> Trash. Um, let me see. Let me see. And then go over to the smack it down so we can look at here. Looking down, looking down, looking. Oh, would you look at that? Sasha Banks is still listed as a member of the WWE roster. Raj? Raj? Hmm? Sir? Why is she still listed? If she has been released from the company. Strike one. Now, here's the thing that I'm going to go with this. And I said this about CM Punk at the time. And everybody was clamoring CM Punk was going to show up. Until. Until. WWE themselves have stated that Sasha Banks, a.k.a. uh, Mercedes Varnado has been released from the company and has been wished well on her future endeavors, sir, she is still part of the WWE roster. Now, I've, now, I've, now we talked about this in the Discord as well, in the War Discord, and I had my thoughts on it. It's just like, I don't trust it as far as I can throw it. And, of course, there were you know, other people saying, you know, 
And I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to put nobody on blast for it. We don't do that here in the YLP realm. Um, that stated that, you know, you know, we, we Raj Giri's word. I mean, you can trust the Raj Giri with, with news. Don't get it twisted. Like, he, he came out with the CM Punk news back in September 2021. So he got that easily, easily right. But my thing is this. If she's still listed on the roster, if she's still listed as that, you know, that kind of should peak, you know, that should kind of mess with your t- uh, spotty senses really quickly. Now, again, like I said, until WWE states themselves from their Twitter or whatever the fuck they're going to announce it from, that Sasha Banks has been released, I won't believe shit. I will not believe Raj Geary and the news. Now, if that, now if it does come out, I'll, I'll, I will come on Twitter and say Raj was right. 100%. Good for you. Good for you, sir. But until I hear from the horse's mouth itself, until I hear from WWE stating that she has been released, I don't believe a fucking thing. Now, here's the thing. Here's the fun part. I actually saw this from JD from NY206 on his Twitter, and if you don't follow him on Twitter, please do. I know a lot of people give him hate for it. A lot of people give him shit, but this motherfucker has been rocking with this for quite some time and I've been actually uh, a subscriber of his channel on YouTube I believe since 2016 so I've been I've been rocking with his shit and most and I, I rock with a lot of what he says as well as many as you know even though many people will probably give him shit for it but I, I like what he brings to the table because because he, he gets it he, he we got, we're kind of on the same wavelength in terms of like how we see WWE sometimes you know we may disagree on some things but hey it'd be like that sometimes it's like that with your friends but Here's the here's the thing. WWE needs Sasha Banks more than Sasha Banks needs WWE. Let's keep it a stack. Sasha Banks is one of the best women's wrestlers on that roster. Hand on the roster, hands fucking down, and y'all know it. You know it as well as I do. We all know it. Okay, and let let's 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 play a little little, little thing, right? Let's say it is legitimately true that Sasha Banks has been released from the company. She has a 90-day uh, no-compete clause. Does she not? Correct? Okay, now that we've established that. It is, uh, as of this recording, it is June 17th. Now, of course, you're listening to this on June 18th. And um, let's say it was true. And we find out from WWE over the weekend or maybe sometime next week that Sasha Banks has been legitimately released from the company. You honestly think in 90 days from the day she gets released, you don't think she ain't going to AEW? You don't think that's anticipated? You don't think Mercedes Varnado would not go to AEW, my guy? My lady? My non-binary folk? My transgender folk? Like, all y'all, like... Let's keep it a stack. Y'all, y'all, let's collectively come together and come to the conclusion that Sasha Banks to AEW is the move. We all can anticipate that like that. Let's come together and like know we can come to that conclusion. All of us together um, can come to that conclusion pretty fucking quick. Now, you mean to tell me that 90 days after this she gets released? Three months. You don't think she ain't gonna she's gonna AEW. 
if 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 this is true, if her release is impending, if this is true, she will go to AEW immediately and become one of the biggest names of not just the women's division but the company itself. Sasha Banks brings star power. Sasha Banks is a crossover star, being in one of the biggest shows Disney Plus has ever had in The Mandalorian. She can do modeling. She can do the photo shoots. She look good. We all know she look good, and we all hate Mikazi for it. We still love you, though, Mikazi. You, you would do it, and we love you on our Up Up Down Down channel. Always a good time to see him over there. But um, yeah, if it, if this is legit, but um, yeah, she's going to fucking AEW. Make no mistake about it, people. She's going to AEW. Impact, maybe. She ain't going overseas. She will go to AEW. Like that. And you know it as well as I do. And, like I said, she will not only be one of the biggest names in the women's division, she will be one of the biggest names in the company. Because I guarantee you, with, with this news coming out, I guarantee you everybody is already waiting for Mercedes Vernado versus Tony Storm. Mercedes Vernado versus Athena. Versus Jade Cargo. Versus Britt Baker. Thunder Rosa. Hikaru Shida. Serena Deeb. Chris Statlander. Red Velvet. Kiara Hogan. Rio. Ruby. Not Ruby, right? <laughs> Ruby Soho. I'm sorry. Um, Marina Shafir. Like. You kidding me? She brings name value, brings value to the to a company, and WWE would be foolish to allow this to happen, to allow the release of Sasha Banks. They would be stupid, dumb, foolish, foolhardy. That's a hell. Of, that, now that's a scrabble word for your ass right there. Man, shut up. Um. Sasha Banks going. If Sasha Banks goes to AEW, WWE is fucked. It's already bad enough that SmackDown's women's division is garbage. Okay, let's acknowledge that fact. Let's acknowledge, you know, like just like the progressive commercial, you know, when you go to a movie theater, everything's going to be expensive. Let's all acknowledge that. Sasha Banks going. To, Sasha Banks leaving WWE will be bad for the whole entirety of the women's division. Let's acknowledge that. Let's let's really acknowledge that. If Sasha Banks left WWE, you lose one of your big names. You lose one of your four horsemen. And here's the crazy part: Bailey's out with it. Bailey's still Bailey's still out with fucking injury, bro. Becky Lynch is pretty much trying to get into Money in the Bank. She'll more than likely face uh, Bianca Belair at SummerSlam. Whatever, don't care. Yawn. Charlotte's married and is on a honeymoon right now, so she's going to be gone for a little while. Till when? We don't know. For most of y'all, y'all don't give a shit anyway, so it doesn't really fucking matter, but Sasha Banks matters. This is huge. Now, if it, now, like I said, if it comes out that she is fully released and WWE State makes that as legit, then we get it, then Raj Geary, you get all the credit in the world. Congratulations, you broke this story, and I will commend you, and I will apologize to you. Um, on, right here, on this podcast, I will apologize to you, Raj. 
I ain't going to do it on Twitter, though. I ain't got time for that. But I will apologize to you on this podcast. You have my word, brother. But if it doesn't come back that it's legit, then we, got, we then Raj Geary is going to be facing some backlash. We all know this. We Let's acknowledge that. But you got to think. Mercedes Valnado will be in AEW if this is the truth. If this is the truth. If she is getting released from the company. Now, it's already fucking bad enough that SmackDown's women's division right now is garbage. Ronda Rousey is champion. There you go. Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, Shotzi Blackheart, Zaya Lee, Aaliyah. That division is garbage right now. Take Naomi out of the situation. It's even more garbage. It makes my case for a unified women's division just even much more prominent. WWE doing this would be the dumbest idea ever. They know how big of a star Sasha Banks is. They're not stupid. Their booking decisions are, but in terms of business, they ain't stupid. Releasing Sasha Banks immediately creates anticipation for her going to AEW immediately. The second we fu- that announcement is made fully and it's legit, speculation at AEW is imminent. Immediately. Without fail. 100%, without 100% fail. There's no way you can tell me on this planet that if it's legitimately released, she ain't going to AEW. Come on now. Y'all, y'all ain't stupid. I know you're not. And I don't claim y'all to be. Because if you because if you listen to me, you're learning a little something. But WWE would be absolute fools to actually pull off the release. That will just that will even make your summer look even more terrible for SmackDown. It's bad enough that the roster itself as a whole is flat out depleted. Releasing Sasha Banks and then allowing her to go to AEW or hell, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. She can do Mandalorian. She can do what she wants. But the speculation immediately goes to her going to AEW. Maybe you should have listened to her. Maybe you should have actually booked the division better. Maybe you should have actually started, you know, Having a women's tag team division of prominence. Like I always say, I'm an advocate of the women's of women's wrestling as a whole. And I gave WWE booking genius for the past couple of years in terms of the women's tag team division. But y'all don't want to listen to me. Y'all don't want to listen. That's perfectly fine. But y'all going to shoot yourselves in both feet. Just know. If Banks does get released, she's going to AEW. Unless she decides not to. WWE doing WWE shit. So, I'm going to end the segment right here, but I will be talking about Randy Orton in the next segment. His injury, of course, could be bad news for their plans for this summer. And I'm going to double that up with the backstage news on the backup plan for SummerSlam in terms of the SummerSlam main event. We'll discuss all that. Also, three AEW stars reportedly aren't allowed to wrestle at Forbidden Door. Who could those three be? We'll discuss that. All that. And, of course, Tammy Sitch 
for some odd fucking reason, decided to file a motion to dismiss a civil lawsuit filed against her. On the la- on the final segment of episode 338 of the YLP Podcast, we'll be right back. Y'all know what time it is when y'all hear that music. It is time for the final segment of episode 338 of the YLP podcast. And before we get in the last bit of news for this week, I want to remind y'all that don't just listen to me all the time. All right. I appreciate y'all listening to me, but make sure you check out the remainder of the family that is Wrestle Addict Radio. Okay. Make sure you check out Brace for Impact every single Tuesday. Nate the effing Great has returned to the homeland that is the WrestleX Radio family. And we are glad to have him back. And he is coming back talking about Impact Wrestling. So if you want to get your fix for everything Impact Wrestling, check out the Brace for Impact podcast. Hey, hosted by, of course, Nate the effing Great. Tell him Mr. YLP sent you. That's every Tuesday, every single Wednesday. You can check out the Kings of the Rings podcast, hosted by our gracious general manager, Mr. King Ricky Rose, Will Tarashuk, and don't you dare forget about Agent K. Murphy giving you all of the news, as well as pop culture and all that good stuff in between. Very, very good show. You can check it out every Wednesday on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter over on the Periscope portion of the program. Tell him Mr. Wild B himself said hello. And um, if you want to check out the audio version, if you happen to miss that, um, you can check it out every Thursday in an audio version of the show. Um, as far as time goes, I believe 7.30 Eastern Standard Time for the pre-show, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the main show, and there is a post-show as well following the episode on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And when Mr. Fretz gets back into the swing of things, every single Friday you can check out the Fretzomania podcast. Uh, still talking about the Ruthless Aggression era and all that good stuff in between. We got the block hole set up for you. Till Tuesday through Saturday, we got you every single week giving you that top-notch quality entertainment. Brought to you, of course, by WrestleLetic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Let us get into the last bit of news in this week so I can get the hell out of here and y'all can enjoy your weekend as well, okay? Let us start with what we were going to talk about last segment and begin it with this segment. As we head back to fansided.com, Randy Orton injury could be bad news for summer plans from Scott Rogust. According to a report from Fightful Select, Randy Orton is feared to be sidelined for the remainder of 2022 due to a back injury. WWE has two huge stadium shows planned for the summer, with the first being SummerSlam at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee on June 3rd, on July 30th, they messed that one up. The reported plans for the show were undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns defending both those titles against Randy Orton. That match seems to be in danger of even happening. According to Fightful Select, WWE fears that Orton will be sidelined for the remainder of the year due to a back injury. The outlet notes that Orton's injury has gotten progressively worse and that the company is afraid that he may need to undergo surgery. 
Fightful also notes that Orton is not factored into creative plans at the time of their report. This is just the latest bad injury news for WWE. Cody Rhodes is sidelined after fully tearing his pectoral muscle. Even with the injury, Rhodes still wrestled his scheduled Hell in a Cell match against Seth Rollins at the June 5th Premium Live event. Rhodes has since gone, undergone surgery, and WWE announced that he will be sidelined for nine months. After WrestleMania 38, Orton and his RK Bro tag team partner Matt Riddle entered a feud with Reigns' Red Light Faction that includes the Usos. On the May 20th SmackDown episode, RK Bro and the Usos battled in a tag team championship unification match, which the Usos won with the help of Reigns, and the trio attacked Orton and Riddle post match. Orton has not been on television since. Now, Riddle is in a feud with Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, which will take place, uh, which actually took place yesterday, and I'm I'm going off the assumption that Reigns retained over Riddle, and which that case, Riddle can never challenge for the undisputed WWE Universal Champion as long as Roman Reigns is champion. Orton is one of WWE's most popular stars with the fan base. What WWE has in store for Reigns for SummerSlam remains to be seen. There's over a month until the big show in Nashville, so we should find out one, find out once we get closer to that premium live event. Which leads me over to WrestlingInc.com. Backstage news on backup plan for WWE SummerSlam main event from Dominic D'Angelo. The reported main event of Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton for WWE SummerSlam appears to be in flux, but that doesn't mean an alternative plan is not being put in place. With reports surfacing that Orton's lingering back issues could force him into surgery and put an end to any wrestling for the remainder of 2022, Reigns is seemingly left without a SummerSlam dance partner. Reigns is currently in a program with Ar Orton's RKO brother Riddle and was set, and set, to, face, was set to face him yesterday on SmackDown. But according to the Wrestling Observer, that program is not planned for Nissan Stadium in Nashville at the end of July. Even with Riddle out of the mix and several of the company's top baby pieces on the disabled list, Dave Meltzer is reporting that WWE does have a backup plan in place for SummerSlam. Some speculated names that are tossed around are Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and the new Intercontinental Champion, Walter, not Gunta. But as of this writing... No one knows what that reported backup plan is. Reigns last defended his WWE Championship at a live event on May 22nd against Drew McIntyre, and that's when he took the time to address the fans, seemingly bidding farewell to a live event schedule moving forward. Reigns appears to be done with more than just that, as he was pulled from promotional materials ahead of Hell in a Cell, and is reportedly not involved in any creative plans for money in the bank in Las Vegas, which has now been moved to the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Reigns unify, of course, the Universal Championship and the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 38, defeating Brock Lesnar. Reported purpose was doing show, doing so was to have Reigns make more appearances on Raw and SmackDown, but something has changed since then. Reigns will be at the Target Center, uh, was at the Target Center last night for uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, for his match against Riddle, but is only scheduled for one Raw appearance this summer, and that is the Go Home Show in Madison Square Garden before. SummerSlam. There goes the SummerSlam main event, ladies and gentlemen. Up in flames. Like that. Now, I posted on Instagram the, uh, on Thursday, I believe, about how my, my quick thoughts about who I think would be the best candidates to face Roman at SummerSlam. And my two choices were Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley. Now, I picked those two because um, of the fact that Drew McIntyre is more than likely going to be facing Roman Reigns at Clash the Castle 
in September in Cardiff, Wales, which would make the most sense for that. Um, as far as it goes to if McIntyre's championship away from Roman, um, that is remains to be seen. And as far as I see it right now, ain't nobody being Roman. Ain't no fucking way. Ain't no fucking way. But the reason I stated just Rollins and Lashley was more so for the WWE side of things. Because of the fact that all speculation in terms of money in the bank, at least on the men's side, is leading us to believe that Seth Rollins is going to be the one to take the briefcase. Now, if Cody Rhodes weren't injured, I believe Cody Rhodes would have been the one to take the briefcase and cash in on Roman strictly for the WWE Championship. So that's why I said at least Seth Rollins. Now, let's go with Seth Rollins taking said money in the bank. There's only one person left, and that's Bobby Lashley. Now, we saw Hell in a Cell after he defeated Omos and MVP. Uh, we saw that he was holding a fan's WWE Championship, which led us to believe, um, depending on who you ask, that Lashley may be the guy to face Roman. That may become the case. Because now with Rhodes out, Edge um, out, ousted from uh, the Judgment Day stable and pretty much written off of TV for a little while. Um, Styles and Balor now are pretty much in beef with each other. Um, Kevin Owens is still fucking dealing with Ezekiel and that's some old bullshit. You really have no, honestly, no other top main event guy to go up against Roman Reigns besides Bobby Lashley. And I'm strictly doing this for WWE Championship purposes. Because the goal of my thoughts is basically to say, get the WWE Championship off of Roman Reigns and let him keep that Universal Championship for as long as they fucking feel like. As far as it goes, the way I would see it is, Reigns beats Lashley at SummerSlam, Seth cashes in on Roman to take back the WWE Championship, and then you get the WWE Championship back on Monday Night Raw where it fucking belongs. That's how I see it. And, um... That's the way it needs to go down in the DMs. Roman Reigns is only going to be making one appearance on Raw between now and SummerSlam. And that's their go-home show before July 30th. That no good for yours truly. That no bueno. If, you're, if the goal was to get Roman on both programs, they have honestly failed to do so. Horrifically failing. Flat out failed. Because of Roman Reigns' contract, because of Roman Reigns' uh, re-up on his contract, which basically gives him a part-timer schedule now. That not good for Monday Night Raw side of things. They need that WWE Championship back on Raw. They need it desperately. And now with Orton out, and possibly out for the remainder of the year, you're going to need that championship back on Raw. Because you're not... Because uh, now, you take away the WWE Championship, you make the United States Championship now your top championship on Raw. With Austin Theory holding the belt. And possibly going up against Jonathan Cena for the United States Championship. In which that case, i actually be all for it. And Cena should do the right thing and have Theory go over. Papa still love you, but Papa still have to give set it to you straight. So your United States Championship is your top championship right now on Raw. Held by Austin Theory, and you really have no one to face him. No one. 
No one. The United States Championship picture is about as dire as the SmackDown Women's Championship picture, and that no good for a mid-card title. Okay? Um, featuring the 24-7 Championship doesn't do you any favors whatsoever. It doesn't. Never has. Never fucking will. WWE, again, and I said this last week too, if WWE doesn't get their shit together, WWE's going to be in for a very long, dreadful summer. I'm going to say that one more again. If WWE doesn't get their shit together, they're going to be in for a very long, dreadful summer. If Roma's not, if Roma's not going to be at Money in the Bank, your ladder matches better be fucking fire. No excuses now. None. You have no excuses. You have no excuse. There's no excuse. Absolutely no excuse to allow us to take place. WWE's in trouble. And they know it. So here's the best course of action that you can do at least to get a championship off of Roman. Seth wins Money in the Bank. He is the clear-cut favorite, and he is the more than likely the betting favorite to win Money in the Bank if he qualifies, which I believe he has qualified for. So he is the clear-cut favorite going into it. Rollins wins Money in the Bank. He has the briefcase. We go to SummerSlam. Lashley reigns. I would expect a very hard-fought battle. We've seen these two face each other before, and they've had solid matches across. Uh, you know, every t- at least from what I've noticed. And observed between the two. Um, Hard-fought battle. Reigns retains. Now, Reigns just fought Lashley. So it's gonna be, so you know Lashley's going to be, you know, doing, doing his damnedest to take him out. Rollins cashes in. At SummerSlam. Wins the WWE Championship. And only the WWE Championship. You then get the championship back on Raw. Seth can hold that belt. And Seth can hold that belt all the way till Mania 39. All the way till Mania 39. And we all know that. Okay? Seth holds the championship till 39. Who do we have Rollins face at uh, Mania? Cody Rhodes. Do I believe he's going to be out for nine months? No. 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 I don't think for one second he's going to miss the Rumble. I don't. I mean, he got surgery three to five months, of, I think, from what I read and researched. He'll be back in time. I think he'll be back in time. Because what? Because nine months from now, because it's June, take away six, you know, do six to get to December, three more than you're in March. He, you, you really think Cody Rhodes is going to miss the Rumble? Absolutely not. He will not miss the Rumble. I don't. At least I don't think so. I don't think he'll miss the Rumble. I really don't. And he shouldn't. He if he can get if he I'm, I, he I know he'll do his damnedest to get back in time for the Rumble. So Rhodes wins the Rumble, challenges Seth for the WWE Championship, and wins said WWE Championship at WrestleMania, fulfilling the promise he said to his father almost a year ago. Actually. A year, uh, one year, pretty much almost one year after he made the promise to win the WWE Championship for his dad, Dusty. 
I think that's the best course of action WWE can do at this point. You have to get the championship off of Roman. Excuse me. I said that I've said this plenty of times now for y'all. The undisputed WWE Universal Champion shit is not working. You have a depleted roster. A full-on depleted roster. And the best you can do right now is... The best thing you can do right now is take a championship off of Roman. I've said this too many fucking times now. This has to happen. Roman has to lose a title. Raw without the WWE Championship is basically going back to Brock Lesnar's shit. We're doing Brock Lesnar shit all over again. Roman's holding the title hostage. He's not the, he hasn't defended it since Mania. Wasn't for back didn't wasn't there a WrestleMania backlash? Why would he? Honestly, that was a shit pay per view. Wasn't it Hell in a Cell? Wasn't dessert didn't need to be on the fucking pay per view. Um, he won't be at Money in the Bank, and he'll be at SummerSlam. It's time to cut the cord. It's time to end the fucking charade. WWE, get the WWE Championship off of Roman by any means necessary. If it means Seth cashing in on Roman at SummerSlam, do it. Do it. Make the plans now to do it. Because after SummerSlam, we don't have a pay-per-view in August. Until We don't have a pay-per-view until Labor Day weekend. At Clash of the Castle. Gorilla Monsoon, honestly, would be pissed off about this. The fact that he's not defending the championship every 30 days. He would be stripped immediately. Do we not remember the rules? And yes, there's actually a rule book. Um, it's legit. So... But seriously, right now, best course of action is get the WWE Championship off of Roman Reigns. By any means necessary. It has to happen. We need it to happen. Because if we don't, Roman Reigns is literally going to be holding the titles hostage until we get to fucking... Until September! Until September! Get the WWE Championship off of Roman immediately. As soon as possible. And if that's at SummerSlam, so fucking be it. But we need to get that championship off of Roman. We need to get the WWE Championship back on Raw. Seth Rollins can hold the fort down until Cody comes back. Because Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, 4, has to take place at WrestleMania. It has to. There is no other way on the planet. If Rhodes doesn't make it at Royal Rumble, let a SmackDown person win. Okay. Hell, you can have Walter. Hell, have Walter win the fucking Royal Rumble if you're not going to have Cody Rhodes back in time. Walter goes to Wrestle... Russell goes to Wrestlemania... Uh, <laughs> words hard. Walter wins the Rumble, goes to Wrestlemania, fights for the uh, top championship, whoever it may be at that point. And, uh, yeah, we do that. But right now, getting the WWE Championship off of Roman Reigns is the best course of action. And if they don't, WWE, again, is going to be in for a very long, dreadful summer. Let's move on to some other news here. As we head over to comicbook.com, three AEW stars reportedly aren't allowed to wrestle at Forbidden Door from Connor Casey. AEW and JPW's Forbidden Door marks the first official crossover event between the American and Japanese wrestling promotions. And while the show is probably promising a few dream matches, it has also run into a bit of a snag due to business agreements among other promotions. As first speculated by Lucha Blog, Andrade El Idolo was originally booked for the June, for the June 26th match, 
but later pulled due to his contract status with Lucha Libre A, Triple A, as New Japan isn't a partnership with Triple A's rival promotion CMLL. Brian Alvarez of F4W Online pointed out that both Penta Oscuro and Ray Phoenix won't be allowed on the show as well. El Idolo outright confirmed he wasn't allowed on the show by tweeting Monday. I can't work the ended NJPW. Thanks CMLL and AAA. The former NXT champion previously worked, previously worked in CMLL from 2007 to 2015, La Sombra, but arrived in AAA in May 2021. He has since wrestled only two matches for the promotion. As the Forbidden Door, only two matches have been confirmed so far. John Moxley and Hiroshi Tanahashi for the AEW Interim World AEW Interim World Championship in a four-way to crown the inaugural All Elite Wrestling All Atlantic Championship. Other matches like FTR versus Jeff Cobb and Great Okan versus Rapongi Vice. Oh, FTR versus Jeff Cobb and Great Okan versus versus Rapongi Vice, probably for the uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. That would be insane, because I would love me some of that. And Hangman Page versus Jay Whiteo have been teased as well. Quote, it's a great relationship. I really enjoyed working with New Japan. It's changed a lot. Because when AEW first started off, I think they were pretty pissed off with me. As wrestling went on, I think they saw that I wasn't really wasn't trying to stop them from doing anything. And I actually made a lot of friendly gestures along the way. Tony Khan said in a media conference call last November regarding AEW's growing relationship with New Japan. He goes on to say, quote, I think they saw this as a good relationship, and I have a good reputation for being an honest person. So even though I kind of came out of left field and was a new player in the game, I think they raised their, I raised their antennas early and made them pretty nervous. And then, as I built up more of a reputation in the sport, I think they wanted to work with me. And so now I talk to them on a regular basis and put match together. So, this is kind of petty, if we're being brutally honest. Um... It sucks that uh, Andrade, uh, Penta, and Ray won't be on the show due to the fact that uh, CMLL is hella petty and doesn't want their guys on a, um, you know, NJPW, AEW crossover show, which kind of sucks. It really does suck because of the fact that it would have been nice to see uh, Penta and Ray in a tag match. Um, to see Andrade in a tag match, possibly bringing in Roosh uh, after him joining the uh, Andrade family office. So that kind of blows. But, you know, we're going to be all right. But it's still, it's still petty to me that CMLL is not allowing their guys uh, to be able to compete on the show. They're part of AEW's roster, as um, as we know. But still, it sucks. It's bullshit. Let them do what they do. It helps your brand, too. CMLL? Come on. All because of the fact that, you know, AAA guys, you know. Yeah, so, oh, no, it's AAA. I'm sorry. Um, that's doing this. So, yeah, AAA is petty, not CMLL. My apologies to CMLL. Campion del Mundo Lucha Libre. I believe that. Campion del Mundial Lucha Libre. If I'm not mistaken. If I'm wrong, let me know the translation. I saw, I didn't do Spanish. I didn't do Spanish. So, I did French, but um, <laughs> but seriously, this is this is looks this looks pretty bad on Triple A. I'm not even gonna front, um, and it stinks because it would have been really nice to see them on the show. Um, even Triple and even Andrade acknowledged it. 
Can't work with NJPW. Thanks a lot, CMLL and AAA. Appreciate it. But it's still a petty. It's still a petty move, honestly. It's 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 so petty. It's it's just too petty um, to not allow guys like Andrade and Penta and Ray to show up. Why not? Let them show up. Let them do their thing. It only helps your brand. It puts your brand out there. But y'all being petty, and that's not cool. I would like to see them on the show. But unfortunately, um, they can't do that. But I still think it's petty as fuck. It's so damn petty. And this should not even be a thing. This should be like, you know what? Do your thing. You know, your contract with AEW, far be it from us to even try that shit. You know, let them wrestle. Let them be on the show. Come on. Let them do that. Nonsense. Nonsense. And finally, rounding out the news of the week this week, we usually like to end on a, a high note, but um, yeah, not this time. Not this time, Taney. We finish off at WrestlingInc.com. Tammy Sitch files motion to dismiss civil lawsuit filed against her from Eric Mutter. As she awaits trial for charges of DUI manslaughter following an accident that ended the life of a 75-year-old man, Hall of Famer, WWE Hall of Famer, Tammy Sitch needs all the help she can get. She's looking to get it by attempting to end the civil court case against her brought forth by the victim's family. PW Insider reported on Monday that Sitch had filed a motion to dismiss the civil lawsuit brought against them. Sitch's legal team is attempting to argue that the victim's daughter, who brought forth the suit against Sitch, had not been properly appointed as representative for the victim's estate, meaning she would not have the legal ability to file a lawsuit against them under Florida Statute 768.20. The motion to dismiss was filed two and a half weeks ago on June 2nd. The next day, the legal team representing the victim's father, I was to say victim's father, victim's daughter, Follow the response, claiming past rulings from Supreme, the Supreme Court of Florida would make her the properly appointed representative. As of this writing, no ruling has been made on this motion, and the victim's daughter has continued forward in collecting evidence against Sitch. As previously noted, Sitch was involved in a three-car accident months ago where she rear-ended another vehicle at a traffic stop. The driver of the vehicle would die from injuries from the accident, while Sitch was also treated for injuries. Injuries. She would later be arrested arrested in May after toxicology reports emerged showing her blood alcohol level three and a half times over the legal limit. Sitch would plead not guilty the day before filing to dismiss the civil suit and is currently being held in prison after her bond was revoked. Sitch was sued in on April 12th by family members of the victim's family, with them seeking over $100,000 in damages. The same day Sitch pleaded not guilty, her boyfriend James Pente made a statement to the Daytona Beach News Journal while also declining the content on an essential on a potential plea deal or any updates regarding the lawsuit. Bitch! Shut up! Shut the fuck up! Shut up! If you thought that's all I had to say about that, I'm lying. Shut the fuck up, Miss Sitch. You are honestly should be quiet as a mouse right now. I don't even, I don't even need my uh, professor glasses for this shit. Sitch should not even be doing a damn thing right now. Shut up! You committed DUI manslaughter. You're looking at some time, honey. Plus, you got shit you got to deal with in fucking Jersey. And you got the, the nerve 
the nerve to try and dismiss a civil suit. You should be worried about if you got prison time coming your way. More than a fucking civil suit. And honestly, judge shouldn't dismiss it. Judge shouldn't even think about dismissing it. Especially if, you, if they can cite other cases from the Supreme Court of Florida that supports them doing this lawsuit in the first fucking place. I understand we got to abide by the law in terms of representative and all that stuff. I understand that completely, wholeheartedly, 100%, without fail. But the last thing Sitch needs to be fucking doing is trying to get something dismissed so she doesn't have to pay out 100k in damages. And honestly, I believe she should. Fuck that. The nerve of you. The fucking nerve of you. To come out here talking about you want something dismissed because of technicalities and shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. And everything you stand for. Because in my mind, you don't stand for a fucking thing. You just don't want to cut the check, family. Let that be known. You, on your own accord, got wasted three times the legal limit of the state of Florida. And, this, and your dude is a dumbass for allowing you to drive behind the fucking wheel. It's called Uber, bitch! It's called Lyft! Use it! I say it every week on this fucking program. If you're going to be going out this weekend, please do use, take that Uber or Lyft home. And save yourself from a possible DUI. I say it every fucking week. Been pretty much saying it for almost four years now. You are in no position to want anything fucking dismissed. You deserve every bit of punishment coming your way. You deserve jail time. You deserve to cut that check for a hundred grand. And whatever Jersey gives you, I pray they give you a long sentence too. Fuck that shit. You are in no way. You should even you should even bother to try to dismiss this suit. You deserve every bit of punishment coming your way. You, Tammy Sitch, are a threat to society. You've done this many too time too, too many times, Tannis. You threaten a man with scissors. Terroristic threats. Hell, if acting a damn fool was a charge, I'm sure you would have gotten that one too. Got the nerve to act, try to get a fucking civil lawsuit dismissed. Because of technicality. Because she isn't the fucking representative of the estate. Fuck you. You deserve every bit of punishment coming your way because you did it to your fucking self. I'm not a disappointed uncle like I am with Jeff Hardy. I'm pissed off that you actually were allowed to actually get the fuck out of jail in Jersey. Got popped in Freehold and Kingsburg, which is literally my county, Monmouth County. Freehold's a hop, skip, and a jump from where I used to live in Eatontown, people. Not too far. You can, it's a couple exits up. Next town, by the way, actually. I played against, actually played against Real Township in high school when I was playing uh, high school football. But we ain't talking about that right now. But 
the nerve, the nerve, the, the nerve and temerity, the unmitigated gall to actually come out here and talking about you want to dismiss the civil suit. Shut up. Shut up. Take your punishment like you're supposed to. I pray you get I pray you get the max sentence. I pray you get the max fine. And I pray Jersey fucks you over as well. And you get the max sentencing over there as well. Concurrently. The nerve of you, Tammy. The nerve of you. And even if it did get dismissed, so the fuck what? I still pray you get the longest sentence possible. You do not need to be in society. You, we, I've been, I, I pled. I, I, I talked about it when she got popped in Jersey. I said then she needs help. I said it then and I'm saying it now. Tammy Lynn said you need help. I pray this jail sentence would actually help your ass out and wake you the fuck up. You are a threat to society and nothing and or no one in this entire world, including the YLP realm, which I am the villain king of. A villain, you know, you know, very modest, humble king, nonetheless. Not like King Ricky Rose. King Ricky Rose is a very high on the statue, uh, a stature that is royalty, uh, especially in the YLP, not in the YLP realm, but in the war realm itself. You know, I am just a humble villain king of the YLP realm, mind you. Um, I do not rule with an iron fist, but I am modest in what I do. But when it comes to bullshit like this, I do not take kindly to it. Okay? I hope the judge dismisses it. Actually, no, I do not hope the judge dismisses it. I hope the judge actually dismisses her plea to get dismissed. She deserves to be punished. If rehab ain't gonna help you, jail fucking better. And as far as her man goes, I hope he gets charged too. With something. I don't know what, but I hope they get him with something. Hell, if there was a charge of saying stupid, goofy shit to the Daytona Beach News Journal, I would charge him with that too. Because you are just as his fault as you as Tammy is, Mr. Penta. You allowed your girlfriend to get behind the wheel of a car inebriated, sir. That alone, that alone makes you accountable. You facilitated it. You're an accessory. You know who taught me that? Mama YLP. Mama YLP taught me that. Even if you were like, even if you were in the car and you didn't know a robbery was taking place, you are an accessory to robbery. You, Mr. Penta, are were an accessory to DUI manslaughter, and I hope they get you on some charges too. So to the both of you, fuck you. And I hope you get what you deserve. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude episode 338 of the YLP podcast. When we come black, come black. Well, I be black. Stay black. Uh, we'll close up the show in proper YLP fashion and get you prepared for episode 339 of the YLP podcast. We'll be right back, y'all. That's going to be it for episode 338 of the YLP Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. 
guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or opinions about today's episode or any of the other 337 episodes of the YLP podcast, please make sure to hit me up with an email over at younglionsperspective at gmail.com. You can also uh, voice your opinion by sending me a voice message over at anchor.fm slash younglionsperspective, over on anchor.fm slash Radio, and over on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. And if you do are, if you are listening to this over there, tell Mr. Will Terra Shook I said, what up, though? And uh, show your love as well over there. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast, you can find me on all my social media, starting off with Twitter. You can find me over there at YL Perspective. That's capital YLP, lowercase perspective. I do live tweeting every now and again for live premium live event shows and other things in between. I'm trying to get back into the swing of things, but forgive me. But I do post opinions over there and polls every once in a while. So follow me over there on Twitter. You can find me over on Instagram at young underscore lions underscore perspective. Do not hesitate to slide in my DMs and say hello if you have any questions about the podcast or anything in the world of professional wrestling. I'm trying to get into the IG story thing and uh, getting a little bit more uh, into that. So also, um, make sure you follow us on TikTok. Yes, WrestleMania Radio Night House is a TikTok much to my dismay, but hey, I understand social media is a thing. You can find us over there, I believe, at Wrestle Addict Radio, all one word. Search that. Find us over there. Um, will I be uh, joining the TikTok movement? You'll have to stay tuned to find out. Also, you can find me on Facebook. Simply search for Young Alliance Perspective Podcast. Find me on all these platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YILP podcast as a whole. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, WhatsApp, Telegram, text message, DM, Facebook Messenger. I don't care how you spread the word. Just spread the word because with the Brace for Impact podcast, the Kings of the Rings podcast, and the Fretzelmania podcast, we here at WrestleMania Creators strive to bring you the very best in top-notch quality entertainment to be recognized then now and forever the alternative for professional wrestling podcast and to remind you that we are here to stay now i know y'all don't have the anchor app you may not and that's perfectly fine you don't hurt my feelings whatsoever but if you're simply thinking we're just all about anchor and mbuspodcastsolutions.com my friend you are sadly mistaken because you can find this podcast and the entire family of wrestling radio podcast across many different platforms including amazon music audible podcast addict player fm podbean and as always shout out to the podbean gang apple podcast google podcast Castbox fm overcast radio public stitcher radio and of course that good old spotify fam Search for the entire family of WrestleMania Radio across all these different platforms, and you should have no problem finding us whatsoever. And I believe I fulfilled my obligations for this week. Looking over to the judges over in the land of Japan, Japan for, uh, I believe I'm getting a thumbs up and a bow from the squadron. Bouts back as always. So, episode 339, as y'all know, will be going down next Saturday. We're going to be talking about all the news that's fit for me to talk about, and I believe. If I'm looking at the calendar correctly, do, 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 do. yes, it will be a forbidden 
door weekend. So that means we get to not just only talk about the news it's fit for me to talk about. We will be making a preview and prediction segment for Forbidden Door next weekend. So that should be a fun-ass episode as we get to do our preview predictions for next weekend's Forbidden Door pay-per-view. I'm quite excited for it. You should be as well. And uh, we'll have a lot of fun with that, making some predictions, and uh, having a little fun as we always do with these kinds of shows. So that's the whole spiel of what's going to be going down next week. Um, So... This weekend actually is Father's Day weekend, as of course it is Juneteenth weekend. Um, I know so there will be people out there, uh, especially in the black community, that will be uh, celebrating uh, Juneteenth um, tomorrow. So, um, of course, enjoy Juneteenth weekend. Do y'all thing. Apparently, there's supposed to be like some really bang, like kick-ass banger uh, barbecue food festival here in the Denver metropolitan area uh, over at Empower Field. I believe it is sold out. I'm not sure. But if you're anywhere in the Denver area and you're heading towards uh, Empower Field at Mile High, uh, do get yourself some tickets today. Uh, we were, Miss YLP and I were listening to um, 104.7 The Drop here in Denver. And uh, somebody, I believe, won VIP tickets to the event. So uh, if you're anywhere in the Denver metropolitan area, check that out if it's still if there's still tickets available. If not, well, hey, figure out, I know you guys will have a grand uh, weekend with that. But don't you forget. Don't forget about Father's Day. Don't you dare forget about your daddy. All right? Keep that in mind. It is Father's Day weekend, so please, uh, ladies, children uh, of the YLP room, do make sure to celebrate your father um, in, in the most spectacular way possible if you can. Um, for myself and Miss YLP, we will not be able to do that as our fathers have uh, been uh, sent into tend towards the upper room, but we will celebrate them nonetheless because they do deserve it and they are still our fathers nonetheless. To my dad, Raymond, I love you. Happy Father's Day. I miss you. To uh, Jeff, the uh, father of Miss YLP, you did a damn good job with your daughter, sir. Let it not let it be known. You did a damn good job with your daughter, and I am proud to be her boyfriend and the uh, main man in her life. I am very proud of that, and I will always stick to my guns on that as well. To Jeff, to Raymond, we miss you. We love you, and um, keep watching over us. We'd be alright, but keep an eye on us, you know. And as far as I know, uh, Mr. McCord is definitely keeping an eye on me for sure, which I'm perfectly okay with that. I don't mind the pressure. Um, to all the fathers out there, to my buddy Jesse, happy Father's Day. Uh, he is a father of two uh, wonderful, beautiful children. Um, so uh, I hope you enjoy your day, my dude. Uh, and to all the other fathers out there, my boy Freck, um, my boy Debon, actually, my uh, twin, uh, twin sister YLP. Uh, my sister Ritzman, uh, Devon, happy Father's Day to you as well. Uh, to your father, happy Father's Day as well. Um, to Papa, I miss you. Happy Father's Day to you. And to all the other fathers, uh, oh, my boy, my buddy Bill, uh, my buddy John, because uh, if I didn't get their names in there, I might get crucified. Um, happy Father's Day to y'all as well. I hope you guys enjoy your day. I hope Emma, um, John Jr., and, the, uh, and your daughter as well, John, uh, celebrate you uh, in wonderfulness because you guys... I honestly deserve it. Y'all are my bros for that. Happy Father's Day. Um, I'm trying to think of other shout-outs um, to, to think of. I'm trying to think of like all the... So my boy Wisdom, um, my boy Kyle, Happy Father's Day. Sincere, Happy Father's Day. Um, damn, how many motherfuckers do I know that have kids? Uh, <laughs> to, uh, to everybody around the world, seriously, Happy Motherfucking Father's Day. 
I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys get something good. I hope you guys get treated very well because it is y'all's day. Uh, mothers, do not take this day away from your, from the daddies. Don't do it. Don't try that shit. Mr. Wild People find out and he will excoriate you and, and, and all that good stuff. But other than that, I'm going to get out of here because it is, y'all, it is it is the weekend after all. So enjoy the weekend. If you're going out this weekend, as always, as I always say, like in the last segment, please do enjoy yourself. Drink one from me, but make sure you take that Uber or Lyft home to uh, avoid the risk of having to uh, spend at least 10 grand in lawyers fees and court stuff. That is never good, especially on Father's Day weekend. Don't do that to yourselves and to your family. That's not a good look. Um, So there you go with that. I'm going to get the hell out of here. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my weekend. Uh, and I'm going to be very happy come this Monday when we get some uh, AC and heating, new AC and heating unit into the house. I'm going to be very happy about that. And so will Miss YLP because we are in the midst of another somewhat of a heat wave this weekend in the Denver metropolitan area. Another me rambling. I'm getting the hell out of here. Y'all enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy your Sunday. Happy Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth. All that shit. And uh, I'll see you guys right back here next weekend, next Saturday for episode 339 of the YLP. Podcast. See you. Happy Father's Day. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.